tonight. More on Modoc, Warner Media and Discovery sitting in a tree, and one of my favorite animated series gets a movie to wrap itself up. All that and more on this comic edition of Multiverse tonight. Comic books, sci-fi, fantasy, and more. If you're looking for a roundup of geeky news, you're in the right place. This is Multiverse Tonight. And here's your host, Thomas Townley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 126 of Multiverse Tonight. I'm, of course, your host, Thomas Townley. And, uh, well, I've been uh, doing a little a little uh, interesting project. Uh, I've been... This is the audio cassette edition of Kingdom Come, the audio reading, um, which you, you can't get. I mean, you can't get on Audible, even. It's, it's that far out of print. But there's, of course, no no way for me to listen to it. So what I did was I bought a uh, USB cassette capture rec- uh, device so that I could uh, play it and uh, record it to an MP3 so I could listen to it anytime I want. And that was that's uh, one of my favorite uh, audiobooks. And this came back out in... Out in the year 1998, well, it's, and it, it's it's a good adaptation. You know the novel the, the novel version of of Kingdom Come is good because it, it fills in a lot of a lot of you know thought and backstory and stuff like that that you don't get from the comic book. Um, other than that, I have been uh, ex- I've I've been experimenting if you will with some uh, game some game streaming i have a new uh, deck for my uh, for my uh, switch and i bought something called the uh, genki uh, genki uh, well, i can't remember what's what's called now here it is This is a, a Genki Shadowcast uh, console laptop link. And what it is is basically it's it's like a miniature capture card. And you hook it up to the switch and you hook the switch up to your computer and it basically does does the work of the work of the capture card and it does pretty well. You know, I haven't noticed much, you know, it would, it it the 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 gameplay kind of stutters at the moment, but that's probably because I have to you know mess around with with settings here and there. But other than that, you know, it's it's worked pretty well. You know, it's uh, one of those things that I uh, crowdfunded, so I think I I think I got a good deal of it. Anyway, let's go on to the Marvel news. And we begin Marvel News with MODOK, Mental Organism Designed Only for Killing, which has come to Hulu and and ComicBook.com 
sat down with showrunner Jordan Bloom about the show. Now, when asked why Modoc, he replied, quote, I had taken a meeting with Marvel and they had characters they were interested in pursuing. And it's like, what about Modoc? And it's a character I have loved since the comics, like the Mark Grunewald's Captain America stuff and the Iron Man TV show in the 90s. Like, it's that Jack Kirby design. It's so unique. It's so amazing. It's unforgettable. And I love that he's this character that is, you know, this egomaniac who's obsessed with taking over the world, but he's just floating ahead with baby arms and legs who wants to mind blast everyone. When I was thinking about the show and then I talked to Patton, we immediately started brainstorming and figuring out things like, where does this guy go, you know, at night when he leaves that Captain America panel? Or, you know, what is it like to run AIM? What does that take, you know, to run your own evil organization? Now, out of that, you really get a sense of this office comedy or this family comedy that you know. He may be this very arch villain, but he still has to deal with all the stuff that we do, like the bureaucracy of running an organization, or, you know, not being able to relate to his son, or finding the humanity in this, the Stanley Jack Kirby monster, was such a fun challenge. He's a flawed character, like all, like all the Marvel characters are, and I think that's what Marvel does so well is, you know, this giant universe that's exciting and big and larger in life, but those characters are so human, so relatable, I think Modoc is one of them, and it, to build a kind of sh- build a show around that was thrilling. Unquote. Now, uh, when, when asked if the show was not in the MCU, Jordan replied, quote, Yeah, I mean, they're puppets. How many puppets are running around the MCU? Yeah, we're our own universe. I think, like, you know, Harley Quinn is a good example of, like, that's not the movies, but it's really cool, actually. Marvel has a database of all the universes in the multiverse, and there's a guy who runs it. And they let me pick the numbering of our universe. So my son's birthday, 1226, is our universe. We're in the Marvel multiverse, which is awesome. It's so crazy that we have our own, you know, 616-like numbering, unquote. Unfortunately, he doesn't know if they will get a season two, but he's hopeful and uh, if a season two is approved, he plans on it being more X-Men heavy. All episodes of Modoc are now out on Hulu. Marvel's Secret Invasion has found its directors, plural. Thomas Buzeka and Ali Salim from, from Hulu's The Looming Tower have been hired to helm the Disney Plus series starring Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury and The Scrolls. Marvel movies, Shang-Chi and the Eternals, might face problems with China that might keep them out of that large market. The first hint of problems was a report on the MCU Phase 4 films from China's CCTV6, which is China's movie channel, that left the Eternals and Shang-Chi off the list. Now, Variety reports that the omission might mean that these movies will come up against Chinese censorship. Now, both movies have direct connections to China. Shang-Chi is Marvel's first act, first Asian superhero and stars Chinese-born Simu Liu alongside Tony Leung Chi-Hua and Michelle Yeoh, both household names in China. Now, Eternals is Marvel's first tentpole movie directed by a woman of color, Chinese-born Chloe Zhao. Now, Zhao is kind of an unwelcome person in China. Shang-Chi's problem turns out to be more related to stereotyping. Now, for more on this, I'll leave a link to the article from Variety in the show notes. Now, speaking of Shang-Chi, we now have word from The Hollywood Reporter that Disney's CEO, Bob Chopek, 
has confirmed that the movie, as well as well as the movie Free Guy, will have an exclusive 45-day window in theaters before going to the streaming services. Free Guy will hit theaters on August 13th, and Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings will arrive on September 3rd. Now, before we go to the DC Comics news, can you do me a favor? Go over to our website, multiversetonight.com, and share us, give us a review, or donate a buck or two, will ya? Now, thank you, and let's go on to the DC Comics news. Well, the big news is that the merger of DC Comics' parent company, Warner Media, with Discovery by AT&T. Now, this merger, worth $43 billion for AT&T, if completed by the Federal Trade Commission, will see a company with a portfolio including DC Comics, CNN, TBS, TNT, HBO, HGTV, Food Network, Discovery Channel, Warner Brothers Pictures, and streaming services Discovery Plus and HBO Max. Now, current Discovery CEO and soon-to-be head of this new merged company, David Zaslov, has said, quote, This agreement unites two entertainment leaders with complementary co- content strengths and positions. The new company will to be one of the leading global direct-to-consumer streaming platforms, unquote. So, what does this mean for DC Comics? Well, right now, not much. It seems that the new potential CEO is very interested in the IP, intellectual property, so that might mean more DC movie and TV projects, and hopefully that means that we'll keep seeing DC Comics publishing to create more of that IP. So think of it as a wait-and-see moment. The deal is expected to close in mid 20. 22. HBO Max and Cartoon Network are getting a new animated series for Superman. My Adventures with Superman follows the Man of Steel, Lois, and Jimmy Olsen as they begin work at the Daily Planet and begin to discover who they are and what they can accomplish together as an investigative news team. Superman slash Clark Kent will be played by Jack Quaid from Lower Decks and The Boys, Alice Lee will, is from Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, will play Lois Lane, and no word on who is playing Jimmy Olsen just yet. Well, if Superman gets a new show, then Batman needs one, right? Well, they are. HBO Max and Cartoon Network has also announced Batman, Caped Crusader from Batman the Dark, the, the animated series co-creator Bruce Timm, who is attached to Exec to Produce. Now, Bruce will be joined in the EP job by J.J. Abrams and Matt Reeves, and the show will be produced by Warner Brothers Animation, Bad Robot Productions, and Sixth and Idaho. In a statement, the trio said, quote, We are beyond excited to be working together to bring this character back, to tell engrossing new stories in Gotham City. The series will be thrilling, cinematic, and evocative of Batman's noir roots, while diving deeper into the psychology of these iconic characters. We cannot wait to share this new world, unquote. I don't, I don't, I think I'm more excited to see the new Superman show than the new Batman show. I, I'm just not quite sure of, you know, I guess, I guess we'll just have to wait until we see, like, you know, actual footage from uh, both these shows. But, you know, Superman always more interests me more. And speaking of Superman, Dwayne The Rock Johnson has been cast in the Warner Brothers movie DC League of Super Pets and will voice the role of Crypto, the Superdog. Yeah, that's kind of a short tidbit. There wasn't much else on there, but uh, 
we'll see, you know. Well, actually, there is more. Excuse me. The animated movie focuses on Superman's dog, who teams up with a flying cat. I'm guessing that's Streaky, the super cat. To stop crime while the Man of Steel is on vacation. Now, Jared Stern is writing and directing the film with Sam Levine to co-direct. The first ever feature to star Superman's best friend. I thought his best friend was Jimmy Olsen. Uh, No additional co-stars have been cast yet, but the studio hopes to enlist an all-star cast of two- and four-legged heroes and villains. It's slated to release in theaters on May 20th, 2022. Supergirl's Melissa Benoist is publishing her first book this fall. The book, called Haven's Secret, is the first book in a middle-grade fantasy series called The Powers. Benoist co-authored the book with her sister Jessica Benoist and author Mariko Tamaki and it will be released on October 19th. Heroes, Heroes Secret is described as, quote, Ellie McFadden has intuitive gifts. She can sense what other living things are feeling. She can even talk to animals. Too bad she can't connect with her twin sister, Parker. Parker McFadden has kinetic gifts. She can cause shocks to the earth and produce heat energy that explodes from her body like fire, especially when she's angry. The sisters aren't aware of the legacy they inherited from their mother until on their 13th birthday. Two mysterious relatives on the power side whisk them off to an isolated farm called Haven. Ellie immediately adapts to their new routine, but Parker has one impulse, to get back to her normal life of friends and sports, fast. Unbeknownst to Ellie and Parker, the secrets the power women have kept for generations offer clues to their own simmering magic. Unlocking Haven's secrets is just the beginning of what Ellie and Parker can do if they choose to work together as they harness to harness their gifts. But the sinister force that destroyed their mother has other plans, and if the sisters' fragile relationship succumbs to the danger, the world beyond Haven will face terrible risk. The epic tale of two remarkable girls and the powers they wield is sure to be appealed to fans of Chris Colfer, Rick Reardon, and Toy T. Sutherland. Unquote. The Suicide Squad has officially earned an R rating from the Motion Picture Association of America for strong violence and gore, language throughout, some sexual references, drug use, and brief graphic nudity. Now, this was not expected. The movie comes out on HBO, Max, and theaters on August 6th. Aquaman 2 will start filming this July, according to star Jason Momoa. He told Drew Barrymore on her TV show, quote, after we ended the first one, I went in with my writing partner, and we dreamed up the second one, and we went in and pitched the idea. The best thing I can give you is that I love it so much that I participate in the writing of it. And so we did the first treatment, and then James and our original writer David finished it off. And all of our hearts are in it. Instead of just, like, getting a script and doing that, you are 100% being encouraged by your director and co-writers. So that's exciting for me, and I'm excited to go over there. I leave in July, and... We start filming, unquote. Aquaman 2 is due in theaters on December 16th, 2022. The filmmakers behind Bad Boys for Life will direct Batgirl for Warner Brothers, according to an exclusive in The Hollywood Reporter. Adil L. Arbi and Bilal Falah will direct the movie based on Barbara Gordon, a.k.a. Batgirl. Now, the script is being written by Christina Hodson. No, uh, nobody, ha- nobody has been attached to star in it, and no release date has been announced. Now, let's go on to the geek news. Geek news. 
Peacock has ordered a series based on Rochelle Mead's young adult book series, Vampire Academy. NBC Universal has given it a straight-to-series order. Now, Vampire Academy follows a pair of young women who are on the verge of finishing their education and entering Royal Vampire Society. The novels were previously adapted into a feature film by Lionsgate back in 2014. No release date for the series yet, but it will get at least 10 episodes. Hocus Pocus 2 is set to be released in 2022. It's also been confirmed that the proposal filmmaker, Ann Fletcher, will be taking over directing duties from Adam Shankman, who will remain on as executive producer. The sequel sees three young women accidentally bring back the Sanders sisters to modern-day Salem, where they must stop the child-hungry witches from causing a new kind of toil and trouble. Aubrey Plaza and Danny DeVito have a new animated series going to FXX. The series, called Little Demon, will star Danny's daughter, Lucy DeVito, in the lead role. The series, which is executive produced by Rick and Morty's Dan Harmon, sees Miss DeVito as the devil's daughter. She lives with her mother, played by Aubrey Plaza, and tries to have a normal life in Delaware, but they're constantly thwarted by monstrous forces, including Satan, played by Danny DeVito, who wants custody of his daughter's soul. The show will be joining Archer, which it was renewed for its 12th season back in October. WWE's The New Day is launching a comic book series from Boom Studios. The press release for the comic says, quote, Boom Studios, in partnership with WWE, today revealed the brand new two-issue limited series WWE The New Day Power of Positiv- Positivity, available in July 2021, featuring WWE superstars Kofi Kingston, Big E, and Xavier Woods, and written by Evan Narcy from Rise of the Black Panther, and Austin Walker from Friends of at the Table, and Arnest uh, Daniel By Bayless from Mighty Mor- Morphin Power Rangers. Kingston, Woods, and Big E have collectively won 11 tag team championships in WWE, including the longest reign in WWE history. This new series will allow fans to discover the origins and struggles of the three WWE superstars before that fateful day when they realized they were to get they were together than apart, better together than apart. Unquote. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Seth Meyers and his brother Josh are developing an animated sci-fi series for the Peacock streaming service. The show, called Colony 2, is about mankind's first space colony. Here's the blurb, quote, When a team of the greatest minds in science arrive on a distant planet to start mankind's first space colony, they discover that because of advances in technology back on Earth, they've actually gotten their second. This forces them to confront the question, When you've been number one your whole life, what happens when you discover you're actually just number two? Unquote. Now, the show marks the first major project for the late-night host under his new overall deal with Universal Studio Group. Adult Swim is giving fans of the Venture Brothers, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, and Medlocalypse another taste of the fan-favorite series by giving them each their own movie. Here are the descriptions for each. Quote, Medlocalypse. The power-hungry tribunal unveils their secret and deadly falconback project as the world grows in embattled chaos and the menacing Doom Star breaches the Earth's atmosphere while the mysterious and twisted descent of a band member threatens the future of Deathlock. Picking up directly after the heroic rescue of Toki Wartooth, can Deathlock choose between their egos and the greater good of the world to embark on the gauntlet of dangers that will try their very souls and finally write the song that will be their salvation? This movie will be created by Brendan Small and Tommy Blanca. 
the movie soundtrack will be released on Water Tower Music. The Venture Brothers movie. Doc's latest invention will either bankrupt the Ventures or launch them to new heights, as Hank searches for himself, Dean searches for Hank, the Monarch searches for answers, and a mysterious woman from their past threatens to bring their entire world crashing down on them. The Venture Brothers is, is created, written, and executive produced by Jackson Public and Doc Hammer. And the Aqua Teen Hunger Force movie, a continuation of the hit animated series, fi- fans will find out what happens next with Frylock, Meatwad, and Master Shake, who concern themselves crime fighters, but the truth is they never fight crime. Aqua Teen Hunger Force is created by Matt Milero and Dave Wallace and follows the strange everyday lives of three human-sized food products living in New Jersey. Unquote. I really look forward forward to the to uh, the Venture Brothers movie. You know, I I need closure, damn it. Rick and Morty's The Vindicators are coming to Adult Swim for their own miniseries. The series brings back Supernova, Vance Maximus, Alan Rails, Crocubot, and Noob Noob. The Vindicators exec producer Sarah Carabiner. And Erica Rosby said as part of the announcement, quote, We're so excited to show how this team of superheroes is pretty dis- is plain dysfunctional, whether Rick's around to have fun of them murder to have half of them murdered or not. Unquote. Now the series does not have a premiere date yet. Rick and Morty season five, though, starts on June twentieth. And if you're having a hard time finding Pokemon cards or baseball cards for that matter, there's a reason. Demand has been so high in COVID has laid the supply line so low that they've become a high theft target, especially at stores like Target and Walmart. So uh, when they do arrive in stores, fights have broken out in the mad scramble from customers to get their hands on them. So Target and Walmart have pulled the cards from the shelves for the time being until this all blows over. So if you're looking to catch them all, you're just going to have to look somewhere else. And finally tonight... Comic book artist Jesse Hamm has passed away from a pulmonary embolism. Now, in layman's terms, that's a blood clot in the lung that's burst. Over the course of his career, Jesse worked for Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, and Dynamite Entertainment, where he did such titles as Hawkeye, Batman 66, Plants vs. Zombies, and Flash Gordon. Hamm was also a teacher to other artists, writing a series of instructional essays called Carousel for the San Diego Comic-Con website and art tips on Gumroad and his Twitter and Patreon accounts. Our sympathies go out to his family and friends. And that brings us to the end of the comic book news for this week. Now, be sure to... uh, be sure to go over to uh, multiversetonight.com and uh, w- and also check out our social media. We're at Twitter, at Multiverse Tom. We're also on Facebook and Instagram as well. And uh, if you'd like to contribute, check out the show notes and public. Go, go along to multiversetonight.com as well. If you're a subscriber, thank you. Share us with your friends. And if you're brand new to the show, please be sure to subscribe. Leave some feedback. Let me know how we're doing. Well, special thanks to Shane Ivers for the intro music and Lobo Loco for the outro theme music. Now, uh, thank you for watching the comic book edition of Multiverse Tonight. Now, we'll be back in uh, two weeks with a brand new sci-fi and comic book edition. Now, please exit the universe in an orderly fashion. Good night. 
Multiverse Tonight is a production of Half-Baked Genre Productions. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved.